Welcome to Axiopod, a podcast brought to you by Axiometrics, the leader in U.S. apartment and student housing market intelligence. This is the spot for excellent commentary and insightful interviews on the rapidly changing U.S. apartment and student housing markets. Hello, and welcome to Axiopod. I'm Dave Sorter. Today, we are pleased to have Selena Simpson, Senior Vice President and Student Housing Insurance Consultant for Penta Risk, which uh, offers developers and managers and owners of uh, student housing properties uh, all sorts of insurance solutions. Selena, thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Thank you. Um, Your colleague, Judson Stewart, who we had on a previous episode of Axiopod, uh, has said that uh, you've forgotten more about student housing insurance than uh, he knows. Uh, what's your <laughs> What's your history in the industry? Well, I've been in the insurance industry for the last thirty years in various different capacities. You know, personal lines, life and health, and commercial lines for the most of my career. And and twenty two years ago, uh, I insured I, my first student housing developer. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got involved with the student housing. And over the course of working with that developer and some others, uh, I had the opportunity to be in the, the agent, basically, that was in place at the time that some new financing methods were, were developed and in the form of the bond financing that's used most often on on-campus projects. So I've kind of grown up with the industry. I've seen it from, you know, three-story garden-style apartments off-campus to, to the on-campus to the cottage developments later to the development they most often build now with the uh, concrete first-door podium with four or five stories above that because right. the land space is limited. Um, and I, so I, I provide insurance and risk management services to the owners, managers, and developers to insure these projects. I also provide consulting services to, to the banks and um, the bond issuers who provide the financing for the project. Yeah, in fact, uh, one of your one of your many specialties is uh, bond certification for student housing development. Uh, tell us what's happening in that uh, sec- in that field. Um, it's as I said, it's the most prevalent type of financing um, for on-campus housing. And several years ago, many years ago, actually, some of the bond underwriters like RBC Capital decided that. Um, they needed an insurance consultant to be involved in these deals because what was happening was they were they were uh, depending on just the various parties involved in these deals, the architects, contractors, developers, to provide the insurance certificates that were supposed to be uh, provide the insurance as required by the finance documents. But there was really no one in the insurance field who was policing that or monitoring that to know whether they actually had what they needed or not. So working with some of the developers that I've, have represented for years, I was already working in that capacity. So it's just grown over time, and I review all of these documents, the finance documents, the loan agreements, the ground leases, credit reimbursement agreements, uh, construction contracts, architects agreement, development agreements, et cetera, to, to review those insurance uh, sections of those various documents and then order all the certificates of insurance and uh, place the, the builders with coverage for the project and to basically certify for the parties involved that they do, in fact, have what they need. And I provide a certificate at closing that's called the Certificate of the Insurance Consultant, mm-hmm. where I uh, basically state that I have reviewed all of those documents and that I'm certifying that the insurance, uh, as required, is in place at the time of closing. Very good. Um, why, do you, why are bonds uh, the most popular form of financing in, in student housing? 
Well, um, I suppose it's because a lot of them are tax-exempt, non-recourse bonds, and so mm-hmm. it's a way for the school to to get the project built without a, a significant uh, cash outlay of their own because the nonprofit foundation is who's actually the borrower in these deals. And right. so they arrange for the financing, and the university ground leases the land uh, to uh, to the foundation, and the foundation mm-hmm. raises the financing and the the proceeds of the rents, the rental income on these projects, basically pays all expenses for the projects, and the university is not responsible for the debt. But so, at the end of the term of the bond, which is typically 32 years, then the project reverts back to the university lock, stock, and barrel. I got you. So basically, uh, in this situation, you're working with universities building their own residence halls. Is that right? Correct. Okay. But they, they can be residence halls, dormitories, or apartment style. Yeah, campus. sure. It's on so, campus. But it's on campus properties. Uh, you know, what about off campus properties? What uh, what kind of what kind of financing do they like to use? Or well, they're more in the conventional arena, and there's a lot of investors right now, so there's a lot of equity deals going okay. on in that arena. They're also seeing more of that happening on the on campus side, as well in these uh, what we call P3 developments, the right. public private private partnerships where you have a lot of investors in, investing in those deals as well. Hmm. What what's what are making the uh, private public partnerships uh, so attractive? I think it cuts a lot of the red tape. Um, remember I'm the insurance consultant, not the not the banker. Right. <laughs> but, I, but I think that it, it cuts a lot of the red tape out that the universities under normal um, situation was required to uh, you know possibly build to their 100-year standard, and there's a lot of approval processes and whatever that can drag the start of a project out for, for basically years. And uh, under the private-public um, partnerships, they can um, get those, those projects actually operational much, much sooner. Sure. So from the insurance perspective, what uh, what issues are you seeing um, trending kind of in, in, your, in your particular niche? Well, for the first time in history... Uh, Previously, student housing was, was considered a high-risk endeavor, and so you didn't have very many insurance carriers who were willing to play in that arena, and your limit, your options were actually very limited uh, as, as to who you could actually purchase the insurance from. However, for the first time in history, I'm getting responses from carriers that previously wouldn't look at it at all telling me that they are willing to look at it, so that the market is actually opening up for the student uh, properties. The, the insurance companies are seeing based on the, the loss history, that the, these projects are performing actually much better than what they would anticipate based on the fact that they're occupied by students. And a lot of that is attributable to the professional management by student housing managers mm-hmm. that, that do specifically that. They don't manage a little this and a little that. They, they, they specialize in student housing, and they have very good controls in place that keep the losses down. They're very proactive. Very good. Another one of your uh, areas of expertise, from what I understand, are uh, compliance issues. Um, what kind of compliance issues are you, do you work with and uh, do you see happening? Well, basically, the the bond financing requires that, that you know, I provide the certificate of the insurance consultant at closing, certifying all of that. Right. And then most of the deals will require that every two years that, that has to be recertified. So, so basically, it's a, a, an additional review every two years of those requirements because, you know, in that length of time, the insurance carriers that were on it at closing may not be the same ones that are still on it now. Sure. You know, they could have changed, situations could have changed. So um, 
So I recertify for the trustees that that insurance is still in compliance and also provide recommendations on any increases for, you know, building limits and loss of limits and that kind of thing to keep up with the uh, increase in building costs. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the ignorant ignorant people like myself, uh, what what are they complying with? The, the bond documents. The, do- okay. the, the, the bond documents are very specific, and it, insurance is just one of the compliance issues. There's actually many compliance issues, but... Um, it's, it's quite a, a, a paper trail that you that you have with these type of deals. So, um, you know, normally, you know, on a normal transaction and a loan, you're not actually recertifying and providing a, providing a certificate that the insurance, a certificate of the insurance consultant, I should say, you are providing a cord certificate that actually just shows that the insurance has been renewed, but there's no actual report that goes with that, you know, recommending increases, um, I also rerun all the flood zones to see if the flood, you know, the flood maps have changed in that area. Provide the carrier ratings to see if the carriers are, are uh, meet the carrier ratings required in those documents, and provide basically the, insur- the insurance certificates and the actual endorsements, the mortgage endorsements and additional insured endorsements, certifying that that insurance as required is still in place. All right, wonderful. Um... Again, we're with Selena Simpson, Senior Vice President and Student Housing Insurance um, Consultant for Penta Risk. Uh, Selena, tell me what what other types of uh, issues or um, factors do you work with? Well, I specialize uh, at this point in my career. Like I said, I've done it all over 30 years, but for the last 22 years, I've worked in, in the student housing, and I specifically, right. that's all I do now. So um, I specialize in this area. And there's some insurance issues that are kind of uh, specific to student housing that you don't find in, say, market rate apartments with regard to loss of rent coverage, for instance, um, if the project's damaged and um, you, know, you need to collect those rents during the time that's being repaired. Mm-hmm. You have leasing cycles that vary with uh, student housing that you don't find uh, in market rates. And so we've got yep. some some um, issues there that we need to comply with uh, to make sure that, that the insurance is written properly and will perform the way that everybody thinks it's going to perform, which is to provide that those loss of rents during the entire time that the project is um, not uh, occupied. Without the proper insurance endorsements, though, it will not. Uh, so you find it done incorrectly a, a lot of the time. Do you find that, I mean, I imagine that student housing has a much higher turnover rate than conventional apartments. <clears throat> in that a large majority of the uh, units will turn every year. Uh, Is that a specific issue that uh, you face? Well, they do. They go through what they they call them turn. Uh, They they go through that every year, actually. Um, But, no, it has not not been a factor uh, on the the commercial insurance at at all, really. They they understand that. The the insurance carriers that are – that are providing the coverage there understand that, that these are college students and it's tied to typically to the college uh, school year. Some are done in 12 months, some are done on you know, nine months or whatever mm-hmm. coincides with the school year. They're typically rented by the bedroom. So you have right. per bedroom leases, so you're not stuck with your roommate's rent if they, you know, quit paying. Right. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. So that's, so that's, that's a plus of, of renting it that way versus the joint several, but but no, um, that hasn't that hasn't been a problem. Okay. Um, anything else you'd like to say, or anything else that you're that you're working on, or issues that you see that uh, may be of interest to our audience? 
Well, I'd just like to say that uh, anybody who's working in this space, in the student housing arena, that it helps to have someone who's familiar specifically with student housing. Because as I said, there's some inherent differences to student housing versus regular market rate apartments and other habitational type pro uh, projects. And uh, I think a lot of it falls into the area of you don't know what you don't know. And so <laughs> unless you're aware of these, these unique situations, then you're probably not addressing them. So I think that's an important point. Very good. Well, um Delina Simpson, Senior Vice President and Student Housing Insurance Consultant for Penta Risk. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, just tell me a little bit more, though, uh, Penta, about Penta Risk. It's uh, you know one of the it's the only company with a specialization in the student housing insurance industry. Uh, tell me a little bit more about the company. Well, Penta Risk uh, specializes in in uh, they specialize now, of course, in housing, and this is a new boutique operation for them, but they have historically been a, an insurance agency that specializes in construction risk. And since most all this student housing is, is, is built, um, it's specific built student housing, you have a lot of construction insurance, uh, uh, insurance that needs to be in place during the construction phase. And again, these projects are getting larger and larger, so it's moved away from just your simple uh, general liability policies that are carried by the, the contractors into wrap-ups, you know, owner-controlled insurance programs, contractor-controlled insurance programs. It's actually very complicated. Uh, there's all kinds of additional insured issues that, that come up with that. The, the contracts require the additional insureds, but again, if somebody's not reviewing those contracts, uh, they don't know. Just because you say you're an additional insured and certificate does not make it so. But for me, the reason that I joined Pinterest is because that was an area that, while I have a vast knowledge of actual insurance and placement on builder's risk and the permanent insurance and the consulting for student housing, some of the, the construction issues are actually quite complicated. So that was a good fit for me, that, that, that they had that experience and had been specializing in instruction for a long time, and it's, a natu it's just a natural, a natural fit. All right. Very good. Well, congratulations on your success. And Selena, thank you so much for being on Axiopod today. Thank you for having me. All right. So again, Selena Simpson, Senior Vice President of PentaRisk. And that's it for this episode of Axiopod. I'm Dave Sorter. Have an Axio day. Thank you for listening to Axiopod from Axiometrics. Subscribe to Axiopod on iTunes to get the latest episodes downloaded to your device. And visit www.axiometrics.com to learn how to obtain timely, granular, and accurate apartment and student housing market intelligence.